The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. Thank you very much for taking... Welcome back. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us this evening. Um, I don't have a massive voice like Songhez Omapete. I'm sorry to disappoint, but I hope <laughs> you will stay with us and can engage us going forward. Um, I'm a from Indiso Consulting. I thought it important to have a couple of discussions with you guys this evening. Um, I must say, um, producing a radio show is a very difficult exercise. I didn't think of it to be this nerve-wracking from the production and from the background uh, work that goes in. And I think that the colleagues that bring us this work actually do amazing work. One, in that they carry a public mandate to ensure that discourse happens openly but also to the quality and the quality of radio get on a daily basis for me is an absolutely brilliant one. So just to remind you once again, do give us a call, engage us on this segment this evening, 011-714-2006, 011 the people from Uppington are listening. So, okay, Yenavan Popolelo, hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. We grew up on SAFM, so it's a very interesting time to actually be engaging everyone. So I've been thinking about what to speak about. And when we thought about the segment, I've been thinking about the multitudes of potential topics that are available um, from Kaiser Chiefs, of course, which is hurting my feelings right now all the way to the rain and the potholes. I don't know if anyone who lives in Joburg notices, every single time it rains, there's massive potholes um, to elections coming up or Uganda banning social media in the run-up to, 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 to elections. But I then thought about the COVID-19 pandemic and I thought about all of the aspects that have come in. One of the things for me that has been very clear in the past year that we've been dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic is that Outside of the actual real life and death threat that the COVID pandemic gives us, the second and the most important threat that that we've found with the lockdowns and the disruptions have been the 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 loss of livelihoods from a lot of South Africans and people across the globe. Because we've not been able to move, because we've not been able to interact, because we've not been able to trade, we just have not been able to make a living. And this, of course, you've seen in reactions across the board in where people are actually calling for the lockdowns to be scrapped and governments having to think creatively about this. So I wanted to take this opportunity to actually speak to a couple of entrepreneurs who I have been fascinated about by for a very long time. Um, whose journey that I've been following for a very long time, um, people that I'm, um, I'm lucky to call friends and who are doing some absolutely amazing work in their business. Now, this evening, I want to introduce you to uh, two gentlemen from Diversifex 596, 597. That's the name of the company. Now, of course, when we speak about forklifts, my only interaction with forklifts is when I see a forklift taking off pellets from the back of a truck and when I'm at the grocery shop and nothing else. And so these guys went into a business and built a business solely around um, industrial equipment and the rental of forklifts. But also more importantly and more fascinatingly is that they are actually building the first ever forklift manufacturing plant in South Africa. My guests this evening are co-founders of Diversifex, 
Sivuile Mdawe. Sivuile Mdawe is a young South African entrepreneur. He holds a MBA from the Witt Business School, but also a BSc from the University of the Free State in IT. Sivuile Mdawe has a management consulting background, and he's just completed uh, a certificate in advanced topic in business strategy from the University of Laverne in the USA in California. His co-founder, of course, is, and it's a very impressive CV, his co-founder is Dr. Tepo Fela, who's a passionate academic and an entrepreneur. He holds a BSc in astrophysics, and he also holds a PhD in mathematical economics. And they've co-founded Diverse Effects, and a company that I want us to speak about, but also have an honest and candid conversation about their journey and how far they've been thus far. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening, sir. Yes, uh, yes, good yes. Evening. Tepo. Good evening. Dr. Tepo, how are you doing? Pana, how are you doing this evening? No, we are well. Um, thank you. That's good. That's good. I know for sure that um, you guys are traveling and Tepo is joining us from your Richards Bay and uh, from the Richards Bay office. And I want us to have a conversation. Tell us a little bit, Tepo, as the CEO of Diverse Effects, about the business, a little bit of the history of the business and why forklifts, you know, considering that forklifts are not the of businesses. Okay. Um, well, our journey started in 2013. Um, you know, uh, I think we're all employed somewhere. Um, when we, you know, quit our jobs, well, I got fired. Um, <laughs> took some, took some of my my, my provident fund money um, to put into the business to to buy our first ever excavator. Okay. So, so, so our business divided into into four segments or four departments, um, all centered around industrial equipment. One being the the plant, um, you know, stuff that you see on the plant, the excavators, booth. Second being uh, industrial generators, compressors, lighting sets, um, and everything around power and air. So we hmm. have everything from a 60 kVA to a 1,500 kVA. Um, the third is the forklift, the material handling. Hmm. Um, that is where the forklifts are and everything that's related to material handling, the cherry pickers, and so forth. And the last being the crushing and screening, which hmm. you do the crushing and screening in the mines. You know your cold, soft rocks, and so forth. Yep. And and yeah, and that's basically that's the diversity experiment too. It's part of a group of companies. Sure. Also, diversity IT, diversity property, and diversity investments, mm-hmm. which has interest in, in in different fields as part of our diversification strategy. Mm-hmm. Where we 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 sort of invest in high yield projects to fund the other the other companies. Yeah, and so so Sivuile, you guys hold very interesting degrees. Tapo is a mathematician. Yourself, you have a BSc in IT and an MBA. How did you get to a How did you get to a point where where you're speaking about starting a business that's going to set up an excavator? Why not just go into corporate? Yeah, uh, perhaps um, what I propose take, is we take an ad break now. I, I beg your pardon, there, gentlemen. Let's take an ad break yeah. now, so that okay. we are not interrupted in the middle of the response by Sufuile. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM one hundred four point six FM in Kimberley. Songe on SAFM. 
Welcome back and thank you very much for joining us on The Viewpoint. Thank you for staying with us. Um, I know there's league football playing, so I hope Kaiser Chiefs is going to do a really great job tomorrow. I'm an ardent Kaiser Chiefs supporter, so every single time I'll speak about it. Once again, to join us and speak to my guests, Dr. Tsepo Fela and Sigwile Mdawe from Diverse Effects, Join us and give us a call on 011-714-2006. 011-714-2006. Now, of course, we're exploring the journey around these entrepreneurs who've done an amazing job at and are working towards building the first ever um, forklift manufacturing uh, uh, facility. Once again, speaking about the concept of value chains and the conversations that Songlis and I were having earlier in the African continent. And I'm really interested to understand why they would go from corporate and leave their fancy consulting jobs with PhDs and masters and go start a forklift manufacturing facility. Sigwile, take us through that journey. Just a quick one. Mm. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mr. Um, I think, you know, you, you rightfully said, you know, I studied, I studied IT at University of the Free State. Um, and, you know, just like many other South African citizens, especially uh, young people, you go to university to acquire a certain skill um, yeah. so that you could then exercise it in the market and get paid for it. And I think the journey was similar um in 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 my point of view you know i i studied it and then after graduating i then came up to Joburg, um you know got a job at, at a management consulting one of the biggest management consulting firms um in the country however i only spent three years after that um you know i only spent three years at the company um and then when i left uh, corporate i then started you know a small it company um with with a friend of mine uh, we ran that i think successfully for about three or four years um, and then after that, there was obviously an opportunity um, when I met Tepo um, around heavy industrial equipment. Um, sure. And that's where basically our, our journey started. You know, we, we, we identified a problem and we, we sort of jumped into it. So, you know, we, we, we had solutions for it and, and that's what we wanted to do. How's that journey been? How's that journey been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 been a roller coaster ride. Um, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, ever since 2013, um, it's been an interesting journey. Um, mm. You know, the journey that that we are we are very grateful for. Um, a journey that we possibly won't substitute for anything. Um, but you know, um, 2020 was was sort of a very different year. Uh, for many of us, um, yeah. you know, it it it, it showed us, you know, uh, we needed to 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 have really really, um, you know, the guts to carry on uh, sure. in 2020 because business, a lot of businesses, as we saw, you know, a lot of businesses closed down and yep. people were retrenched um, and that sort of thing. And the exact same thing happened to us at Diversify, you know. Okay. Um, I mean, we we moved from from turning over, I think. For FY uh, 2019, uh, just short of 50 million rands, um, to almost half of that um, for FY, um, you know, 2020, we 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 had retrenchments um, in the company. Um, we had to lay off um, some staff. Um, we had one of our branches closed down in 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 KZN. Um, as you know, we exist in three provinces. We are here in Gauteng, in Pumalanga, and then KZN. And then now again, 2021, we're in the process of rebuilding. Um, in sort of that branch, um, you know, we, 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 we had salary cuts in the company. Um, I mean, between myself and Tepo, um, I think for 2020, uh, none of us know 
uh, what a director's salary is because we literally didn't get paid for, for the entire 2020. Um, you know, our staff had to take salary cuts, um, you know, 40%, 30%, etc., etc. Et so it's, it's really just been a, been a difficult journey. But, you know, uh, through it all, I think we, we're just grateful that we, we made it through. Um, 2021 brings, uh, brings about new opportunities. Uh, we're very excited about the year that's coming up. Um, you know, we've got, you know, opportunities and, 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 and things lined up. And so, yeah, we're we just glad that the company is still surviving. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we, we just want to push forward. You guys are building Africa's first ever forklift manufacturing facility. Tell us a little bit more about that. Why? That's a crazy idea, especially considering <laughs> that you haven't taken a salary in a year. Why would you go ahead and go and do a capital raise and speak to everyone? Well, what is the confidence? What do you guys know that we don't? <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks. Um, I think I think with 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 so the company is called SIT Equipment Group. Um, I think because of you know you know we, we we sort of think we've paid our dues in the company or in the in the heavy industrial equipment business. I mean, mm-hmm. as Tepo was saying earlier, we 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 own a variety of of equipment. You know, from forklifts, um, generators, compressors, lighting towers, um, um, crushers, etc. Um, however, about two years ago, uh, you know, because our business model has always been that we. Um, we import uh, forklifts primarily from our Chinese partners. So we've yep. got OEMs that we work with in China, etc. Right. So we import some of these equipment from them. Obviously, we sort of brand it with our label and then we take it on to our clients. Um, but about two years ago, we felt that this is not sustainable enough going forward. Um, you know, this, this all, you know, the, the exchange rate, the next thing, the dollar to the rand is 16 rand, 15 rand, 20 rand, etc. So we, we, we thought, um, how about we try and go on an ambitious project um, okay. of trying to have, um, you know, it's actually Africa's first forklift. Actually, it's not just even in, in South Africa. The entire African continent doesn't have a manufacturing um, a company that that manufactures forklifts. Um, so, so obviously, we, into, yeah, yeah. So sorry, I was just saying. So obviously, mm. we went through a process of you know um, getting consultants on board so that we could you know draft a business plan, um, do the, the the feasibility studies, do the technical feasibilities, and everything else. And and you know we're quite excited now at the stage where we're at now. We've actually have land that is actually approved at the Richards Bay Industrial Development Zone, um, and then we're going to be building like a 10,000 hectare, um, pardon, 10,000 square meter um, a forklift facility, which would be um, Africa's first. So, and and Dr. Tepper, what are the timelines on this project? And and you know, every single time we speak about big marquee projects, just quickly and briefly from your end. Timelines of the project, potential jobs, um, the value chain, and the project value, and how that's going. What's happening? What are the interesting challenges? And why this confidence still in a time where jobs are being shared? Dr. Tepo, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, now I can. Okay. No, no, I was just saying about everything else. You know, adversity comes with, with, with its own opportunities. You know, the nice thing about it is that uh, sometimes, I know it's bad, but it, it eliminates competition. Um, so with, with less competition, we figured, you know, this is the opportune time to go into it um, and, and, and create the sustainable 
and and capture this value uh, uh, as you would say. So so at the end of it, we're looking at about six months in construction, another few months to set it up. Um, you know, we are working on 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 on, on the actual production. I think we've brought it down to building one forklift in four minutes. Um, you know, we're looking at the logistics, how we're going to, 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 to deliver, you know, a forklift from South Africa, you know, all the way to Egypt. And, and how can we shorten the time? How do we create mm. that really so people don't have to go to Europe, they don't have to go to Asia to buy the yeah. and they find it feasible here. Yeah. And around that as well, all the non-core parts of this of this forklift will, will, will then will have ancillary factories around the main factory, of which will mm. be owned by by South Africans locals. So if somebody that has been manufacturing tires, they can come in and say, "Okay, I will come and manufacture tires for you guys." Uh, you already have a client. Um, there's a few other companies that will use your service as well. You know, seats, things like okay. mirrors, all of these things. So you'll have ancillary factories around it, 100%. and it will, will be owned by, by the locals and everybody else and stuff. So then we capture the whole value chain. So every single part, every single component of the forklift, even Tepo, though we're not measuring Dr. it. Dr. Tepo, we're just yes. going to go and pay bills quickly in advert so that we can okay. wrap it up and then we'll come back and speak to you. Let's- the Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Right. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for staying with us. Mshanganisi Madongo Luana standing in for Songhez Omapete this evening. My guests are Tsepo Fiela and Sivuile Mdawe from Diversifix. Now, gentlemen, just to wrap up perhaps our conversation, Tepo, before we went to ad breaks, you told us about the economic potential of the project that you're building. I want to understand as we lead towards the close of our discussion, why this confidence and the, and the vision thereof and what you're looking at in terms of the value chain, but also more importantly, how do we get young entrepreneurs into this value chain, um, considering that many of us don't even think about heavy equipment as a career option? Okay, I think the, the, the confidence, um, like Sivu was saying, you know, we, we, we've, we've really looked at the market and, and um, understood what it means, um, especially one, to, to create, as part of the young people in this country, the mandate of, of, of driving our economy. Um, we are the future. We, you know, it's up to us now, um, and we need to step up. So yeah. in, in, in doing that, we, we have to pull in the resources. Even though no one might be coming to help us, we need to pull in the resources by ourselves and make sure we, 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 we build the jobs that we need to create. There's a whole lot of youth that are unemployed. All of the mess that we are seeing, we, it is up to us to solve it. And I suppose that's where it stems from. And, and, and the confidence that, look, we have the support of the government, we have the support of the people, we have the support of Africa. This is an African project, so you know if it goes on, goes on. But you know, entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship. We we yeah. go at it full force. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but aside from that, um, we we want to contribute to the economy, not only of South Africa but generally, so to inspire everyone else. Say, look, we can go big if we want to. We, we can, and and there's literally nothing stopping us. Um, we can go be PhD graduates, and we can also be, you know, excellent business people. Mm. 
Thank you very much. And I think this is a very inspiring journey. I think a lot of us are very inspired. A couple of questions that are coming in from our listeners, and thank you very much for engaging us and coming through on the WhatsApp line, but also speaking to us on the phone, 011-714-2006. One of the key questions, just briefly, gentlemen, Sivuila, perhaps, what have been some of the company's milestones since its establishment? Um, you mean uh, diverse effects or sets? Diverse effects. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so, so I think since diverse effects, has, um, since we started diverse effects, I mean, we've we've grown our footprint, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, across three provinces, which is Malanga, um, KZN, um, uh, and and obviously here in in Johannesburg. And and the company, I mean, we we, we take care of, of 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 a lot of blue chip clients. Uh, if I'm allowed to mention a few, you know. Um, we, 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 we take care of your, your, your Sassos, your Coca-Cola, SAB, uh, South African Post Office, uh, the National Forklift um, is actually maintained and supplied by Diversifex. Um, mm. so, 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 yeah, we think, we think as a company we've actually grown. I mentioned earlier um, that, you know, we took the company from literally zero turnover days um, up to turning over close to, uh, close to 50 million rand by 2019. Um, you know, and, and, and we have fully owned, you know, 100% well, youth company. I think Dr. Fela uh, has just surpassed the youth <laughs> stage by a few months. Um, but yeah, the, these are just some of the, you know, and, and we also um, 40% black women owned uh, company. So, yeah. so yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, a couple of callers that have, come, that have come in to speak to us. Buyani in Cape Town. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Vuyani? Um, well, um, thanks. Question briefly. Question, comment, input. No, it's just a comment. Um, it, 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 I know it will sound a bit biased uh, because I, I know one of the guys there, but it's, it's, it's just a comment it's congratulating them because I think we, we need those kind of people in, in South Africa, especially young guys who, 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 who are showing that it's possible for people to work together, especially in these tough times. And then again, one thing that it's, it's, it's very inspiring, it's, it's mostly young black people, especially coming from the academic, yeah. they don't know the market and, and, um, and then where to tap in and everything because everyone is doing almost the same thing. So they did something that is very different. I think they will go yeah. far and I'd, I'd like to very con- congratulate them because I, I know very well because I'm in the construction. It's, it's, it's a bit challenging to know those kind of yep. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, industries too, too, because yep. they are mostly being 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 uh, monopolised. Yeah. No. That way. Thank you. Truly, truly, truly inspiring message, Vuyani. Thank you very much for calling us from Cape Town. Um, next time we'll sort our passports out before we go to that side of the world. Um, in closing, gentlemen, key milestones. What are we looking at for diverse effects from the future? But also, more importantly, where can we get a hold of you in the next thirty seconds? Um, the in the future, look, we are, we are growing. Um, we are looking to expand into different uh, industries as well. We are dabbing into the mining, um, trying to see what you can do there with specialized equipment. Um, you can find us at www.diversifex with two X's.co.za, um, 011-040-4121. Okay. Sibuile, any closing words from your end? Yeah. Um, yeah, just on, on social media as well. Um, I think you can follow us uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's Diversifex592. Um, Facebook as well, um, Diversifex592. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and, and that's it from us. And thanks a lot for having us. Yeah, no, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you for, for, for staying and having a conversation with us. Um, and once again, we're very happy about the work that you're doing. We're inspired by the work that you're doing. Um, it's, it's up to us, uh, the young people and those not so young anymore, to actually get to a point where we build the institutions that sustain South Africa uh, beyond generations, and I'm, I'm lucky and I'm privileged enough to to be part of a network of organizations that are thinking quite deeply about what South Africa means going forward, what it means for South Africa, what the generations uh, thereafter look like as well. It's been a real privilege being able to speak to the founders of Diverse Effects, but also just being able to work on radio this evening. It is a very interesting job, a very tricky one at that. Um, I have a much found newfound respect for everyone doing this work this evening. Um, I must say once again, thank you very much to the listeners of SAFM for giving me the time and the team, Lisiho, Songezo, um, Kanya. Before I hand over this evening to the news, I just want to say thank you very much and let's hand over to Greg Kroos in the news. Greg?